Okay, have you got a wine, Emma? No, I don't, actually. <laughs> and I feel like that's a mistake. Can I just grab one real quick? Okay. Welcome to Electric Rodeo. I am Emily Wrights. And I am Emma Hewitt. And today we are going to honour two incredible women. Mm. Um, so, as many of you will know by now, a couple of days ago, Betty Dodson died. Um so if you don't know who Betty Dodson is, you're in for a treat because we're going to talk about her and her incredible legacy um, throughout this little podcast today. Mm. And we're also going to talk about Shea Height, um, who you might not know either. Um, she is another incredible um, sexual liberator, um, you know, pioneer in the sex-positive feminist movement, mm. um, and she died in September. Um, so we're going to talk about Betty first, and then cool. talk about Cher Height next, um, and then sort of talk about, um, if we get time, the impact those women um, have had on our lives, or at least the impact their work has had, mm. because it will have touched all of you um, yeah. in one way or another, even if you don't know yeah, them. Yeah, totally. So, um, Betty Dodson, um, we have talked, I'm sure we've talked about Betty before, I think, because when we talk about magic wands, you're really talking about mm. Betty. Like, Betty was um, the, in the 70s, she used to have these workshops called body sex workshops, <laughs> and, like, honestly google Betty Dodson workshops mm. because the images are amazing. amazing like black and white images of like women all in a circle with their legs open yeah. it was a time it like I would have gone to one of those absolutely right? like and um, was she still doing them recently too because obviously she was on the episode of Goop Lab which we'll probably yeah. talk about soon um because they were doing it there. Yeah. And so do you think that they were still even doing those kind of yeah. sessions well, in recent years? Yeah, she was still doing individual sessions uh, and right. stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. I think she was still doing group sessions. Mm. I had heard that she had spoken it because funnily enough, I actually emailed last year to see mm. if we could get Betty Dodson to New Zealand. That's right. Um, yes. And the, like... Because when she comes to speak, often she'll um, have uh, somebody on stage and she mm. will show the Betty Dodson yeah. technique, which is this technique for having an orgasm. Um, and it involves the the wand. So what she were the Hitachi magic wand was like in the 60s, 70s, that's what was used. Mm. And it was a back massager. Now we know wands as just wands what we use them for. But do also use them on your back. Really yeah, we were literally <laughs> using them on our back today when we were having a meeting. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, she had this very quite specific technique mm. about using the wand. She also had the Betty Barbell, which yeah. was like um, a small barbell um, for um, slight penetrative use because yeah. it was not phallic shaped no, it, it was like a barbell like you're imagining it in your head um yeah, so very thin just firm for massage i guess just yeah like very yeah. like shallow internal massage yeah yeah so um betty has given like literally hundreds of thousands 
if not millions, millions. I, I reckon millions yeah. too. Millions. I think you're so right. Regardless of whether you knew, you know who she was. I think that the impact just reached so far because of those workshops and yeah. just bringing all of that kind of learning about yourself to the forefront of people's minds. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, in terms of my feminism. Um, I learned about Betty quite early as mm. somebody who, you know, I, I come from, I think I've spoken before about coming from a religious background where masturbation was really taboo. Mm. You definitely didn't do it. It was a sin against God. You know, it was a really bad thing to yeah. do. And so I was really late to masturbation. Mm. And um, I remember reading Our Bodies Ourselves, which was um, another feminist Bible, mm. really, that was put together um, by the Brooklyn Women's Collective. Um, I think I've got that wrong. You might need to correct me at some point. <laughs> but it was put together by a women's collective mm. as a health resource for women. And it was... I used to just pour through that and I used mm. to keep it under my bed like it was a porno or something like because it had in it chapters about abortion and it right. had like pictures of back alley abortions oh, and stuff like wow, that wow. of like women's bodies and stuff um, yeah. who had died from back alley abortions Ugh. it was a real feminist manual yeah. of like this is it this is mm. what we face yeah. you know and it had this whole section on using a hand mirror to look at your yes. vulva because this idea, it's kind of like we still have this today where there's, you know, people assume vulvas are dirty, smelly, all these things. Yeah. Um, and so that work still needs to be done. But the hand mirror was the name of a New Zealand blog that I first um, wrote feminist pieces for. Uh, so, really? Yeah, yeah. Where'd it, it go? The hand mirror. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's still going now. This is a oh, long, long time wow. ago when I was about nineteen, twenty, or wow, something. Right. So, um, yeah. but yeah, that that thing of the hand mirror. You know, there are pictures um, in our bodies ourselves of women all together mm. looking with torches and a hand mirror wow. looking at their vulvas. Oh, I have not included the torch. Uh, yeah, yeah. In mine, you know, but there's, st- there's still plenty really, of time. And it, you know it. It was fascinating to me that, you know, your journey of discovering your body is such a long journey. It's Mm. not just something new. Like, if I think about it even now, the last time I looked at my vulva was when I was giving birth. Mm, um, And I was sure my baby's head was coming out, but it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) But I stood over a mirror and, like, looked, and I was horrified because, you know, your your cervix and vulva, it looks very different when you're in labour than it does normally. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I want to read a quote from Betty here because I think that Betty's, one of the things she was also famous for was her genitals gallery. Yeah. And she did incredible art. If you look up Betty Dodson art, you will see all her amazing mm. art. But she also had this gallery of, like, vulvas and vaginas so people could see um, how different yeah. they are. And I just want to read this um, quote because I, th- I just really love it. Um If we could grow up knowing that the genitals are beautiful parts of our bodies, we'd be proud. We wouldn't have shame. We wouldn't have sexual guilt. And I just think that that's so, like, powerful. Yeah. And, I mean, I remember really thinking that 
my body was dirty growing up mm. and one well, of the things is that, that yeah. because you were a dirty toothbrush okay? yeah, to yeah. was it your pasta yeah which I think <laughs> I've talked about before our pasta saying that we were like dirty toothbrushes <laughs> and you wouldn't if you used it you know you wouldn't and there no was one's this thing around purity like and and maybe if you masturbated maybe your future husband might feel it you know mm. feel that you've done that you know yeah like um, fingerprints yeah <laughs> But, um, you know, Betty also talked a lot about about masturbation mm. and about that shame and fear we have about our own bodies. Yeah. Like she said, if you tell a child, don't touch yourself there, they will deal with some kind of sexual problem from then on to one degree or another. Mm. And it's something I really think about a lot as a parent. Yeah. How do I be body positive around my children, teach consent, teach yeah. respect about their bodies and other people's bodies. And one of the things my husband and I do around that is you know, our boys are eight and I'm trying to remember. Wow, how you're thinking way are they? Yeah, they I think one just turned eight. <laughs> the other one's turning six in January. We can edit um, in the real ages afterwards if remember. <laughs> um every day just blurs into the next okay? <laughs> um, but you know we have showers um, the kids have baths mm. with me I will walk you know take my clothes off while talking to the kids um, you know we are an easy family mm. around nudity and stuff like that and yeah. the kids will um, they used to occasionally ask things and um, we were always just like talk in positive terms, talk like there's no shame. When the kids have had times where they've been like exploring their own bodies, we've always been like, that's okay, just in your bedroom, like really normal. Um, The same with like any other, like we've let them at home be naked if they want and stuff like that. And it's this constant thing of like trying to teach your children their bodies are beautiful, our bodies are beautiful. Like my kids absolutely love to... Um, rub my belly and oh, move cute. my belly fat yeah. around and stuff like they really love <laughs> they're always like um, so round and stuff like that and like I really want to Thanks, be teaching guys. them that yeah. all bodies are really beautiful yes, and different yeah. and you know and um, trying to I mean trying to be like when they say about my breasts why are they why do they hang down and all this and I'm like because I fed you with them yes. you know that like and um just trying to be as body positive as possible mm. and a lot of that comes from Betty Dodson talking about how you know the damage you can do from yeah. kids by saying you know don't put your hands under yeah. the water when they're in the bath yeah. or don't you know like some to some people listening that might might, might sound crazy but mm. that's quite normal yeah. for people to suddenly be like you can't have a shower with mum anymore or yeah, you can't have right. a shower with dad anymore instead of just taking the child's lead mm. when they want privacy yeah um because my my eldest son will say i want privacy when he gets changed yeah. and he just shuts the door yeah and we honor that yeah and yeah good it's other times decision. he wants to sit in the bath and talk to me and it's yeah. really nice because yeah. it's just the two of us and it's a relaxing environment yeah. um but yeah I really think that you can set the like the foundations mm. for like a really healthy attitude to your body and to sex because all of this is like 
all together how you mm. feel about sex how you feel about your body how you feel yeah yeah right. and because that's the thing I think that like you're just teaching them shame you know like yeah, yeah. it's not something that is inherent in them yeah it's something that is actually societal and it's taught to people yeah and right from the beginning when kit babies are breastfeeding yeah. and people say oh he's a boobs man or <sighs> cover up or you know oh, like God, it's, so I cool. always find it fascinating that people are like if I talk about um you know queer stuff with children mm. and that and they're like um oh just you know let kids be kids and I'm like these are the same people who are like oh is that your husband yeah. is that your wife to like yeah. two two-year-olds or uh, organizing the marriage of yeah. two toddlers or you know I'll never forget um Eddie having a birthday party that was mostly all little girls mm. and and someone saying oh he's got to hear him like imagine saying that oh, about God. children like Eddie's you know got to hear him and he was about three years old and I thought imagine Ugh. thinking that's okay yeah and thinking talking about sexuality yeah is, is wrong. not yeah Ugh. but I'll just I just want to read so one more nice. on this topic from Betty Dodson all of my years of childhood and marital masturbation were about not getting caught I trained myself to come fast while remaining silent. When I was with a lover, I avoided heavy breathing, barely moved my body, and never broke out in a sweat in order to have ladylike orgasms. I always held back because basically I was embarrassed about sex. All of my fear and embarrassment gradually disappeared after I made a decision to embrace sexuality. Mm. And I really love that because I think today there's so much pressure on young women and probably young men around how they have sex like they almost have this opposite thing of being really porn like with like lots of like a thousand different positions and like lots of (laughs) you know I don't want to make the noise do it (laughs) but like you do it I know you're gunning for it you do it Um, I'm grizzly (laughs) yeah but you know like that all the porn noises and stuff like that I almost feel like that's kind of a new Mm. norm of like playing up and performing and then there's this and I really relate to what she said about you know not move like not getting too sweaty or caring about where yes. like I really cared about what position my body was in and stuff like Same. that. So I, I used just to be too fat. Yeah. I didn't want to be like worried if I wasn't doing enough or mixing enough enough yeah, or something, yeah. you know. But I'm like, well if this feels good, like well, just, can we can we stay here? Like Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is nice to me. I don't want to then be flipped over yeah, or yeah. throwing myself across the room to try and like Exactly keep it keep it cool, keep it fresh. Yeah. And be this like cool girl yeah. who in the end doesn't come. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like, I I just really relate to what she said yeah. because I think that I'm now, like, I'm far more sexually liberated today mm. than I was a year ago, than yeah. I was a year before that. Mm. Like, my journey only really started when I hit 30, yeah. I reckon. Right. And I really totally agree with her around fear and embarrassment disappearing yeah. because that's how I feel. Right. I'm now yeah. in this place of, like, try this try that yeah I don't give a shit how I look yeah I'm just like you know and I'm quite demanding in bed Mm. now which um my husband's really into because it's like I think Betty also had this really generous approach to cis men as well Mm. around 
you were not taught about women's bodies yes. either and yeah. women were taught never to tell you about women's yes, bodies exactly um because I, I know I said I, w- I just want to read one more from <laughs> so how many great. have you got written yeah. down so she said somehow men were supposed to have gained enough sexual expertise to teach women about mm. sex but having to project a masculine image at all times kept them from learning if you already know all the answers you can't ask yeah. questions don't you love that like isn't she just a genius like I so get that like this idea that men should just know what to do and I think about you know my experiences with women Mm. I am a woman it's ostensibly a similar body to mine yeah um but I don't know what to do yeah like I know what I think feels nice for me but I get like kind of if I'm with a woman I'm like carried away in the moment of Mm. just like you know what just enjoying it but I don't know if like I don't have the right you, you have to have direction yes, from the person you're that's true with. because even then like you would just be doing what feels good to you but what feels good to you probably is yeah, not the same yeah. as for someone else and also when you're in it you're not really thinking about yeah. you're just like I think that you know when you're with another woman or um with somebody whose body type is similar to mm. yours or um I think that you have this understanding suddenly of like like, I was like, oh, it makes sense that sometimes I've been with men who are a bit just like, what the oh, fuck are you doing the down there? Yeah. <laughs> because there have been times where I've been in that situation mm. of just kind of like, oh, everything smells so nice and this is so exciting <laughs> and oh, boobs, I'm so happy, you know, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it sounds crazy, yeah. but it's kind no, of like I when you're just like... Fuck yeah. I'm gonna judge this, I'm gonna yeah, judge this, I'm gonna like do this. A kid in a candy store. You're not gonna necessarily go to the right place at the right time. This is true. Because is you're true. just like, oh my god, so many lollies. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and also probably this need to wanna like want to like hit every point. Yeah, well. yeah. Like, okay. I've heard Especially, this feels good, I've heard this feels good, I've heard this feels good. Yeah, I'm gonna do all of them, I'm exactly, gonna do it right now. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And just being like <laughs> You know, and often because, like, if we're drunk or, like, a tipsy or, you know, like, none of it adds up to particularly good sense. So Mm. that is kind of a good way to move into, um, oh, I do want to say one thing before we move away from Betty. It is almost a quote. (laughs) But I loved how Betty talked about, so Betty had her sexual awakening was after she divorced Mm. and she yeah classic (laughs) and um she started to go to group sex parties Mm. and she wrote about group sex a lot and stuff and I love the story about if you look up Betty and read some of the profiles on her you'll read about it but she talks about her first group sex party on the upper east east side and which just sounds so cool right like I just went to my first orgy on the upper east side Um, so she but she said that she was a typical Virgo at an orgy and she took off her new black lace knickers and folded them under a chair I just love it such a great you know and um, so oh no I have one more Betty quote do it I just wanted to say this one because we have talked about sexual fantasies a lot before Mm. and we've talked about 365 Dino oh god yes we did Betty said about her fantasies women tell me they worry their fantasies aren't feminist enough 
I tell them, honey, the dirtier and the nastier, the better. I have a Rolodex, a whole series. My fantasies are so dirty, they'd put me away. I just love that. (laughs) As someone who is into sometimes some pretty fucked up shit in my head that I don't necessarily want to play out. Yes. I kind of love that. Same. That's really great. Um, That really relates to, we've talked, I don't know if on the podcast, but in our... In our own time with each other about um, the the road into really nasty yeah, porn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's Just, the thing, I'm not going to do it, but I'm yeah. definitely going to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> ethically. Of course. Of course, ethically. Paid for it. Yeah. Remember that if really you don't pay for it, it, it's not um, likely to be ethical. And remember, we do have a, th- a link. We'll link to some feminist porn yes. sites so you know what is actually unethical, what isn't. If you're on Pornhub looking nasty shit up, then that's then bad. So, not. But this leads really well into Sheer Height. Mm. So, um, such a cool name. It is a cool name. So, her name is actually Shirley, but... She went I was wondering high. that. Yeah, yeah, right. I thought I was like, that yeah. is a very interesting name. But yeah, now I get it. Surely. So, um, she. I'm going to start with a sheer height quote because I think that she <laughs> just it sets the tone mm. for her work. Yeah. She says all too many men still seem to believe in a rather naive and egocentric way that what feels good to them is automatically what feels good to women. Mhm. 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 Penetration. Yeah. <laughs> and this is literally her life's work because yeah. the Height Report on Female Sexuality is the book that most people will know sheer height for mm. you might not know her first name but height the height yeah. report on female sexuality and that came out in 1976 mm. was republished in 1981 and then again in 2004 yeah. i had a copy and found it fascinating yeah. you know um it was basically, she interviewed 3,000 women and put it all into a book. And it really changed the way women thought about their bodies. Mm. And, like, if any men read it, would have Doubt been it. quite a <laughs> quite a wake-up to them. Because it really was this super strong message that so-called, like, conventional penetrative sex... Yeah is placing unrealistic expectations on women because they will not come from it. Um, Because she basically discovered what we know and accept, but what, to be fair, a lot of people don't accept to this day. And that's that about 70% of women don't have orgasms through penetration. And that penetrative sex usually doesn't include mm, yeah. um, clitoral stimulation which yeah. is what's required yes. for an orgasm. Yeah. Funnily enough, you're so right that that is still a thing that people are really just like trying to attain. Like yeah. even just like endless articles of like sex positions that will hit your G-spot right, yeah, right. Yeah. And it's just like no talk of the fact that yeah, it yeah. probably feels good. You, if you, you still got to touch your yeah. clit as well in most cases for that to yeah. actually get that outcome. And that I you was want. thinking about, you know, the fact that, like, because I was a bit stressed about the election last night and I was watching some Fair. porn, Fair. Um, I was thinking about how that thing in porn, how eventually you always see the woman in porn start, um, you know, if not someone else doing it, mm. but if it's penetrative sex, she'll start stimulating yeah. her clitoris. And I was thinking, 
if all this bizarre shit about like anal on the first date and like just slamming into someone's cervix over and over again, <laughs> how come it hasn't got through that you need to do the same? Because most of them are showing a fairly good technique yeah. of how to yeah. stimulate the clitoris. Because yeah, they're doing it themselves. <laughs> yeah, because they're doing it themselves, right? So, um, I really, um, like, so sheer height was just if you imagine that message mm, at that time yeah. you might get a glimpse into how much abuse she received yeah. like just and she was you know a beautiful woman which yeah. added to this like real aggressive um, attacks on her and stuff Yeah, and you know she said about how she's written quite beautifully um, in a book of essays that she did mm. um, called The Sheer Height Reader Yeah, um, and she kind of talked about how that came as a surprise to her then because she says you know in my idealism I thought I could connect with those who wanted to hear what I was saying I was making the point that clitoral stimulation wasn't happening during coitus mm. love that coitus, coitus. that's such um, a great term yeah that's why women have difficulty having orgasms yeah. they don't have difficulty when they stimulate themselves am I right right shouldn't we just rethink the idea of, of what sex is and what equality is that's what I went around the country saying I mean how powerful is that mm. that's exactly what we talk about yeah. all the time sex is not P and V no it is not like it's this whole broad spectrum of all these things and that's what she continued to say you know that the ease at which women orgasm mm. um, during masturbation completely contradicts yeah. the stereotypes around female sexuality yeah. that yeah. we don't enjoy sex without yes. a dick yes. or that this idea of like sexual dysfunction being so common and prevalent amongst you know yeah. like women female and that and sexual dysfunction is not being able to come from penetration yes, exactly like, that's, that's literally what the term is based on right like it, and it just you know you see so many like it, we're in a couple of groups online um that are, I would say, women a lot younger than us um, yeah. who are, you know, at the beginnings of their sexual journey and they're like, how come I don't come during sex mm. and how, how do I come during sex and all this stuff. And, you know, the sex toy revolution, like a huge part of it is just like, oh, wow, I can come. Yeah, exactly. There's and nothing it, wrong with me, yeah. I can come, you know. Yeah. Even then I feel like other than the wand which we've talked about already mm. but between the time of like the wand and the bullet which was probably like the next like mm. actual clitoral focus yeah, toy yeah. there's a big fucking gap there Sh- like wh- how, yeah. did, how did it go from the wand back to like a dick penetration yeah. like super phallic yeah. toys and how did that persist so for phallic. so long so phallic. yeah like, I mean finally there was the rabbit vibe but I mean just the yeah, just this whole spectrum of yeah. dildos. And you think and about like the big trends in sex toys around like remember when the beads going round yeah. the clear beads and yeah. stuff, and you're like, that doesn't do anything unless it's right at the entrance yeah. of your vagina. Yeah, like, exactly. You know, yeah, or maybe it? if it's up your ass, it'll do then and then it does. It'll yeah. be a rimming plug. But that's, yeah. that's the only place I want the beads. But, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, I just, that's such a good point. Mm. And it's like, 
and I remember even my mindset around sex toys because we've t- talked about my first toy being like the pickle. Um, yeah, I love but, it. But you know the the thing that really gets me is I remember seeing like the little bullet and being, what would that do? Yeah, like just thinking that's yeah. too small yeah. for my. That'll get lost. <laughs> gaping more of a vagina. Um, you know, so it's so true, and we've talked about this as well because my first toy was an internal toy, and it sucked. It was just like, yeah. oh, look at my little, look yeah. at my little ridges. I've got a few little bulbous bits. Oh, I was just like, what are you meant to do? What yeah. is your purpose? Yeah, you know. And I did use it only once, and that was actually significantly better. And I was like, ah, oh, okay, mm, is good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think even like, um, yeah, like I'm not anti-phallic toys but I'm fascinating that fascinated that there were so many years where that was all there was mm. Agreed. I'm also slightly off tangent but I'm fascinated how in porn when someone's wearing a strap on they always give the strap on a blowjob I'm like does that turn mm. on anybody does that turn you on I think it doesn't turn me on but I know people that it would yeah. and it's just yeah I think it's power play Right? I think yeah, just like yeah. any form, it's still like... So it feels like, yeah. oh, that's, yeah. that's my dick. Yeah. That's my dick. Yeah, because yeah, I was just thinking that would be very unpleasant. But we know how I feel about blowjobs. Yes, so we do. So you don't want to... Like a firm... Like well, yeah, I mean, dicks are a little bit softer, especially when I give blowjobs. They like, just get softer and softer. Don't even bother getting hard. Like, yeah, nah. it's like, oh, no, no, come good. on, Jack, we'll, oh, just, uh, we'll just, shall we just walk the dog instead? Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, um, I also want to say about sheer height, mm. um, that's my moving away from blowjobs again. Um, what is interesting is we talk about the Masters and Johnson. Mm. Uh, like, what is a better way to describe that research? Bad. It's, it's the, yeah, but it's the basis of that TV show, Masters of Sex, yes. if you've seen it before. And it was really um, a piece of research that was like heavily depended on by a lot of people for a long time. Yeah. Because it was the first one that talked about like female sexuality and female orgasm regardless of whether it was you know yeah, yeah. accurate or not yeah um and so sheer height really criticized mm. that openly and publicly yeah. and often which is pretty huge to go up against the what was yes. at the time the definitive yeah. Yeah. guide to sex and yeah. sexuality um because she said that they basically, which I believe is true, mm. uncritically incorporated cultural attitudes about sex that were predominantly from cis men. Yeah, well, it's true. You know, um, it was all based on penetration, like the whole thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, that whole piece of research. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the whole thing was that you can get clitoral stimulation um, by thrusting. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yes. And at this point, we know that they're definitely not talking about the internal clitoris either, yeah. which is actually something that can happen. Yeah. But they're talking about just, like, bodies basically slamming against the clit yeah. as you thrust in and out. And that's yeah. Did you get my little sound effect yeah. there? That's what, it, that's what it sounds like. I mean, like. I remember, like, Clementine Ford is a fantastic feminist. We're big mm. Clementine Ford fans. <laughs> but I believe that she shared at some point or another this screenshot of this guy trying to claim that he can like that his big balls hit the clitoris 
and I was like, "There's is he upside down?" Yeah, that's I'm going up and, and around. Like, I like, just thought, they, "Oh my god, maybe they're really far I apart." Why like, like um, <laughs> they flip over the top. And they flip over and bang it at the <laughs> yeah. top. But I just thought, why will these men go to such lengths yeah. not to just stimulate the clitoris? Just use your finger. Just use your finger, Ben. It's going to feel and way nicer than your hairy balls yeah, slapping against and it. Also, it's like once you do it and the the person with the clitoris climaxes, then you're good to go. Like exactly. They'll probably climax again if depending on how it goes. Yeah. But the only time I would orgasm from penetrative sex is if I've already come from... Mm, um, right, yeah. Because then you're all... You ready know, to roll. Ready to roll and it's yeah. like, you know... Um, and so yeah, um, wild. She, was this a picture? Because I'm gonna. Find uh, it. I'm gonna <laughs> it wasn't it. a picture. It was like a tweet oh, of this guy right. saying that he, his balls <laughs> or his his dick and balls are so big that they like stimulate a clitoris without trying. Right. He's gonna need so, to prove that in a video. I want to see balls slapping either side. <laughs> around the top. I really don't want to see that. I desperately do. I've got a really great picture in my mind right now of it happening and it's hilarious. The interesting thing that, yes, I have a picture too. The interesting thing as well, I will say about um, the height report on female sexuality. And of course what followed it was the height report on men and male sexuality. Mm. Um, But the height report on sexual Uh, female sexuality was interesting because some of the criticism of it which I found just so fascinating men criticised it for saying these are married women though and so you should assume that they have an unhappy sex life (laughs) (laughs) oh no yeah God, that's grasping at some and absolute straws. So they're like, um, like, they're married to you guys. Yeah, like, who do you think they're married yeah. to, Steve? <laughs> um, so, I mean, the wow. thing that really fascinated me about it is they part of the survey questions that she had asked were like, mm. are you satisfied in your marriage? Yeah. And a really high percent, I won't even guess what it was, but I'm pretty sure it was 90 around 90% mm. or more, um, basically said they were dissatisfied. And so these men were saying, oh, that's why they're not, you know. Oh. And I was like, maybe they're dissatisfied because they're not having orgasms. orgasms. Exactly. <laughs> you think that, like, 85% of yeah, those Yeah, and I mean, our own, um, our own research into this, like our survey, mm. I should say, not research, just surveying through, like, but through an independent... Yeah. Um, company serving through UMR um, has found really similar results around you know I wonder if we're ever going to get to that point where we just say sex is a whole range of things Mm. and you cannot if you're expecting that P and V sex is like you're beginning your middle your end you are not going to satisfy your partner if they have a vulva Yeah, Um, and I think you know, one of the things that um, Shia Heights said about this that I quite like, um, if I can find it. Too many quotes? Too many quotes. <laughs> I printed out some quotes because I just loved 
so much mm. of what they said. Um, oh, yeah, so Tracy Cox is a relationship expert, mm. yeah. and um, she said um, about after Cher Height died, um, she said this, um, it's disappointing that one of Height's main messages, that 70% of women don't have orgasms through penetration, is not completely accepted today, which is what we've said. Mm. Plenty of women don't feel comfortable admitting it, even to themselves, for fear their partner will love them less. But women are far more experimental now. By curiosity, sleeping with another woman just Mm. to find out what it's like is increasingly common, and it's dawning on people that a female's sexual system is more complicated than a man's. What works for him won't necessarily work for her. So ignoring how binary that is around gender, because here we don't believe vulvas equal women Mm. um, penises men. I I really think that that's... um, a really important thing where it's people feel embarrassed or ashamed that if they said I didn't come or I don't like that or I need Mm. you to do this I think part of it is going straight back to what Betty said these things about shame where we don't want to be too sexual we want to be just sexual enough I love when she talks about um what was it the was it a ladylike orgasm or yeah, something yeah. and I was like fuck that's just so spot on I yeah. dated this guy once that would just like if I made like any noise or like expressed any sort of excitement or anything in response to something that he was doing would be like okay calm down <gasps> I'm gonna kill him and I had actually forgotten about that this that is horrendous <laughs> until that term came up before isn't that crazy what, um, what men say that you know you just I mean I had one man say to me oh you're so wet <laughs> I was like, what, do you want me to be dry? Yeah, like, you know. Is it down there? Is that like, what you, do you love? And then I, I remember friction? I went through this whole thing about like, oh my gosh, am I too wet? Am I too dry? That's the and, thing. And I just remember being in this, like, because at the time it was, um, I was just starting to have a lot of sex mm. and um, I would literally like when I thought we were going to have sex I would go into the bathroom and put lube in because I thought oh I have to feel wet for them or else that won't be yeah you know yeah but then other times if I was just naturally turned on which to be fair wasn't that often with men it Mm. took me a while to (laughs) to play on that then they so I was like constantly in this thing of oh don't get too wet Mm. but don't be dry and we can't I mean, I remember one guy saying that my nipples were really small. And he <laughs> said, that's weird, your nipples are so small. And I was like, and I became fixated on, are my nipples yeah. small? And now I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I let that dude look at my yeah. majestic body. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You know, you, you just think of these things men say and you just, they hang up their hang-ups yeah. the whole time and yeah. then like when you I remember the first time I was with a woman and it was just like just this mutual awe of each, each other's bodies like how you're different be. to my body yeah or you know and that's exactly how it should be yeah, totally you know? um but it can take so much to just and it's just yeah. such a throwaway comment to them as well yeah like, yeah and also that I know so no women would be like, 
wow, your balls are massive. <laughs> or, like, wow, your dick has been to the yeah, side. Or, yeah. Oh, you your know. dick's smaller than the last one I saw. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, are you not circumcised? Or yeah. are you circumcised? Yeah, or, imagine actually, like, you know, bringing something up never... and then expecting them to still, like, want to have sex with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's such a, you know, and how those things, like, I think now... It, you know, I ha- it's a weird perspective because a lot of my life I've been with the same mm. person. And I think even even though I would say that we've had a great sex life the whole way through, my way of how I am with him has changed a yeah. lot now. Yeah. Like, I have much, like, uglier, louder noises. Yeah, uh, like, orgasms, I mean. Yeah. Like, my, I no longer worry about keeping my face oh, on no. and stuff like that. I don't close my eyes during, mm. you know, uh, like, I used to really close my eyes and be like, if I don't look, you know, like... Um, <laughs> Because you have such religious hang-ups of, like, God in the corner. Oh, like, God. You know, Get out of here, God. You've got no yeah. place in this. Yeah, so... Um, but now I'm, like, loud. I'm looking at... I feel more comfortable yes. with my body and all that. And I just think, gosh, the journey is long. Mm, it is. But we have people like Betty and Sheer Height and, like, all yeah. these other people who are kind of breadcrumb breadcrumbs for us like follow yeah follow their lead yeah follow their wisdom yeah and just be fucking grateful that we got to live in a world with betty and sheer height yeah exactly and 2020's been hard losing two incredible women is hard as well but keeping their legacy alive yeah and how we talk to others about sex how we are with sex ourselves so i guess the thing that you know, we could probably close off on is think about living your life outrageously like Betty did. Be brave (laughs) like Cher was, you know... And listen to their research. Because they were right. This is targeted at the boys. Yeah, (laughs) if any boys listening, read Our 3% male listenership. We love you. We generally, genuinely love our 3% male. Thanks for joining us. Do you know that it's not 3 it's actually 33%. I was just trying to take it down to suit my narrative. Hi, boys. Hi, boys. Hope you're actually, like, listening and not, like, cutting off as soon as you find out that we're just rabid feminists talking (laughs) about sex toys um no we love you we want to hear from you get in touch so in honor of betty dodson we're gonna give away a wand yay all you gotta do is um what do you gotta do um i'd love it how about if you email us we would love it if you emailed us Email Emma at Adult Toy Megastore or Emily at adulttoymegastore.co.nz and just ask us a question or tell us what you want us to cover. Yeah. And, the, and if you do, you might win a wand. Yay! Someone's got to take the prize. So next week when we record, we will have picked somebody. So do it. Listen when in. you hear this. Yeah. All right. Goodbye, lovers. Goodbye. Be outrageous. Promise.